everyone. Hope everyone had a great Labor Day weekend and safe Labor Day weekend. Tonight we have content that's a little different than the things we have previously spoken about. Um, however, we got on our soapboxes today during text and this is both heavy on our minds. So we decided that tonight's episode would be a little more relatable versus, you know, spooky. It just felt right. And if you guys want spooky, we will have a YouTube video up that is all things spooky. We'll be saying spooky stories or telling spooky stories, not saying spooky stories. <laughs> um, <laughs> and this is going to be more, like Mandy said, just relatable things, especially during the quarantine that I know there is more than just us that is feeling all of these things. So earlier today, Laura and I were having a discussion. I have recently ordered some vitamins, you know, I'm ordering some skincare, things like that, because the biggest impact that I've noticed that the quarantine has had on me is just feeling super sluggish. And until we started the podcast, until we started recording the videos, I mean... I was in PJs all day long. Like, I didn't get dressed, you know. And, again, that's something that I have talked to many, many, many men and women about. And we're all feeling the same way. It's just, and a lot of ladies, you feel me, stay-at-home moms that's been in this that see the same walls day in and day out. And they take care of everyone around them. I know you feel me because you always put everyone's necessities and all of that before, but you also have to remember you have to take care of yourself too. And now I know you did not birth Michael, and I know you didn't get him until about a year ago, mm-hmm. but you are, you are the person that is raising him now. You are the person that is caring for him. He is yours. Legally, he is yours. Mm-hmm. You are his mama. Regardless of when and how you got him, you are still his mama, and mm-hmm. you still have to take care of yourself, too. Exactly, and I've taken in another kid recently. Um, he's with us temporarily. He actually gets to move to Hawaii in the next you know, month or so um, with his older sister. But I feel like, for me, it's easier because, I mean, they're 11 and 16. Like, they go to school during the day. Yeah. School started back, and you've got toddlers, so they're there with you all day long. And I know you love your kids. I love these boys, Mm -hmm. but I could just imagine just cabin fever. Cabin fever is one thing that I really want to talk about tonight. It's a real thing, and it can put you into the darkest minds. It could... One thing that my mother-in-law had told me since starting the podcast is she has seen a light back in my eyes. And it's not a light that my husband can give me or that the boys can give me. It's got to come from me. And she told me, Laura... You have to separate yourself. You can't be mom and you can't be a wife 24 hours a day. You have to be Laura too. Mm-hmm. And you have to find that that equal. You have to find... You cannot lose yourself in all of this. Absolutely. And that's kind of how I felt was I was losing myself in all of this because of that. And this is kind of helping me pull me back in. Exactly. And Austin will get excited. And the other night we were talking and I was... Saying something of when we're able to actually go out of state for um, 
adventures and go to places. I said one of the places I would love to go to is the Stanley Hotel. I would mm-hmm. love to go that. And he was calling dibs on going with me as well. And I said, Austin, that's fine. But you also need to realize that you can't go to every place with me. Mm-hmm. I have to keep it separate. There has this to is, be a separation. Yeah. And I said, it's fine, you know, every so often that you and Dylan come along. That's mm-hmm. completely fine. Uh, but it can't be every single time. No. And that's one thing that, like, Dylan and I have had similar conversations as yours and Farah's. And, I mean, Dylan's a sweetheart, just like Austin's a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Like, they're our biggest fans. And I'll, I've been telling him a lot lately, like, one of the big things that have happened to me, like, big pun intended, during quarantine is... Um, I've been gaining weight. <laughs> and yeah. everybody can see that. I can see that. I feel I've done it, it myself. You know? Exactly. And I want to get back on a regimen and I want to feel like comfortable in my own skin again. You know, like I'm wearing like baggy t-shirts all the time. I'm wearing baggy clothes because I don't, I don't feel good. And Dylan's like, babe, you're beautiful. You're absolutely gorgeous. Like, Austin will do the change? same and thing. And I'm like, okay, I appreciate you supporting me. To the degree that you were supporting me, and I love you for it. However, like... I need to feel comfortable. Exactly. I don't do, like, all this makeup. I don't get cute for anybody other than to make myself happy. Exactly. That's like earlier today. I was in a pair of jeans that I had gotten... Probably before Christmas, I got them from Fashion Nova. So, you know, they, they hug all the right curves and everything. But I could not find a shirt that didn't make me look like frumpy like I was boxed in Mm -hmm. and Austin was complimenting me Mm -hmm. and all of that and I said the same thing like I love you but I need to feel comfortable with myself Mm -hmm. and I'm not feeling comfortable with myself last year after I gave birth to our youngest I had I was very very sick first off during the whole entire pregnancy, I ended up dropping 15 pounds. And at the end of it, I only gained five pounds back mm-hmm. at the very, very end. And then after that, I lost that five pounds and half of the weight that I gained with Tristan because Tristan was my big baby. He mm-hmm. was the one that made me pack on the pounds like right at the very end. Like I end up on the whole pregnancy by the end, I gained 40 pounds. Mm-hmm. Like I blew up right there at the last month and a half. And I could not get it off of me to save my life. And then after Ashton was born, I lost that five pounds and half of the weight that I gained with Tristan. And then quarantine happened, and it's like I gained all that weight back. Absolutely. Yep. Same. Same. Well, I mean, I you know I haven't birthed a child, but like okay, we'll go back to when I was working at the bar. I bartended for a while. Yeah. And while I was working at the bar, I mean, I was skinny girl. I was wearing. Well, you were on your feet all the time. Yeah, I was dancing behind the bar. It was hot in there. I was sweating all the time. I was skinny. So like when Dylan and I first got together, I was fine. Like (laughs) I was very happy with the way I looked. And as I've been gaining weight, like. Yeah, my ass has been getting bigger, and yeah, I'm in a C-cup for the first time in my life, but I also got all this belly, and I have a really very beautiful tattoo on my stomach that I would love to show off, but I have not done that once this summer, Mm -hmm. because I got rolls, man. So, the weight gain has, it's gotten to me, and I finally, I told Dylan, I sent Dylan a screenshot of some of the things we were talking about, and I was like, listen, I just had a breakthrough that I didn't even realize I needed, because I feel like, like I told you... And then I feel like I've just rolled over and just let all of this just pile and pile and pile since we've been quarantined, you know, because we thrive during the summer, like more so in the fall. But during the summer, I mean, 
we're kayaking, we're camping, you know, we're doing all those things. We haven't uh-huh. been able to go out and do stuff like that, you know? <clears throat> it's been hard on everybody, but it's been the hardest on the mind itself. Absolutely. I feel like I have just, for me personally, I haven't, like, dwelled on things that, the way that I normally would, I guess. Um, I just don't think about it. Like I said, I just rolled over. I'm just letting the shit pile up. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, um, lack of attention span. I have zero fucking attention span. And Dylan keeps telling me, like, babe, you need to be medicated because you can't focus on shit. And that has been a new development. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I say it's been a new development. I've always been a little ADD my entire life. But it's gotten so bad recently in the past, like, seven months, you know. And, you know, eating when I'm bored and... Uh, my, you know, health issues with endo and PCOS and all of that, uh, just being in pain constantly, because if any of you out there have endometriosis or PCOS, I feel you, I love you, I'm here for you, DM me if you want to talk about it. Um, but I'm in pain constantly, like, I just went to the doctor, I have 12 cysts, 12 of them, just chilling, you know, and we'll get more in depth about all of that one day, but today's not the day. Um, but like I said, I'm always in pain and before, you know, I'd have to go take the kids to appointments, you know, or go shopping or something and I would just push through it. Like, you're not, it's, you're not finding any time for just Mandy. Mm -hmm. You're not allowing yourself to be just Mandy. And I'm like, bringing Michael into our lives was amazing because I was in a really dark place. We got Michael, and he was just, like, the light of my entire world. And he cannot take a compliment for shit. So I've tried to talk to him about this, but mm. he's just like, Girl, thanks. You know? Like, <laughs> okay. Can I go to my room now? Like, <laughs> that's Michael. But um, having him, like, brought me and Dylan closer. Like, we're, we're a little family now. And then getting Joshua. Like, I love Joshua, but good Lord, like... That kid is so much different than any kid I've ever had in my life. And it's an adjustment process. And he, like I said, it's temporary. He's going to be gone soon. But it's been, you know, it's been an adjustment for all of us. Mm -hmm. Like him finding security and being here. And because he wasn't in, he's, you know, he's not in a good situation. Like I'm doing the best that I can while I can. While he's here with me, but it's just, I didn't realize how stressful it would be with two totally different kids in my house. Like, they are polar opposites, and he's nothing like Dakota or Bryson, my nephews, or any other kid I've ever known. So, I have to, you know, I've had to enroll the boys in school and make sure they have their supplies, their clothes, you know, get Michael to practice and from practice and make sure Joshua's good to go because he's 11, and Michael, again light of my life has (laughs) taken over the role of in the morning um waking joshua up like making sure joshua's got his teeth his hairbrush getting him ready for school like he's taking you know a little bit of the blow off of me and it's just it's been a lot and like you know not finding time for me like i'll take my little bubble baths and stuff like that but the entire time i'm just like okay i have this appointment i have to you know make sure i set an alarm for this i have to remind myself about this and even though you're, because I'll do the same thing. If I am taking a little bubble bath or whatever, I'm still listening to what the boys are doing or what Austin's doing, and I'm not removing myself. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard. And 
if you follow me, you know that I'm doing the paparazzi jewelry. And that has been wonderful and that has been fun and I love doing it. But at the same time, I'm still working from home. I'm working from my living room. Mm-hmm. I'm not able to walk out of the house and remove myself from it. And so therefore, even while I'm live with the jewelry and all of that, the boys open up their room in the middle of the night or Tristan opens up his bedroom door in the middle of the night while I'm on because he woke up or Ashton wakes up and he starts crying, I'm still mom. And I'm always going to be mom and I'm not like down in that by no means. Like I love the boys with all of my heart. But unless you are a stay-at-home parent of any kind, it is hard. And it is hard for working parents as well. And I'm not knocking that by no means. Um, Because I couldn't imagine trying to balance all of that on top of like leaving and going to work. But you're still able to kind of remove yourself and divide and be somebody else as soon as you walk out the door. You're able to find your the way that, you know, you're, yourself, exactly. in other words. Um, you're not the type of parent, like, do not come for Laura. Like, she, her boys are her entire world, just like Michael's my entire world. And but, I'm not the person that will judge you for parenting one way that is different from me or mm-hmm. anything like that because my one of our best friends, Amber, like, her, her ways are similar, but they're different, mm-hmm. and I will never, ever, like, me and her talk all the time, and there will be days I'll be asking her, like, what, what do you do for this? And then mm-hmm. she'll ask me the same thing. Well, what do you do for this? Because it's just, it's a helping. It's We're in this together. Everybody parents differently. Exactly. And you just have to have the respect for the people around you. Now, as long as you are not hurting your child, hurting yourself, you know, whether it be physical or emotional, like, I'm not going to hate on anybody for parenting no. any certain way. With that being said, there are some parents who, you know, didn't deserve the child's children that they had but anyone who's taking care of their kids because mm-hmm. you never know you I can be the first one to tell you after popping out the first one and then the second one being complete opposite and because mm-hmm. the first one he was quick to do everything and then the second one he is the one that will slow you down and he's like no I'm going to do this on my own I'm going to do it on my own terms mm-hmm. not how you want it done not how this person wants it done and he like kids will they are a big lesson, like, in life, just all around. Oh, yeah. Every kid's different. Exactly. Yeah. That's, like, growing up with siblings. Like, yeah, you can talk all the shit in the world you want to about your parents. Like, oh, I was parented differently. Which, I mean, you were the baby. You were the spoiled one in your family. Mm-hmm. To an extent. Um, but, like, Cody. Cody was parented completely different than me. But that works for Cody because Cody has, like, a take-no-shit-give-no-fuck attitude. <laughs> and I've always been like the, oh, let me, you know, take care of you and, mm. and mommy the crap out of you, you know? So every kid's different. You have to parent every kid differently. Oh, yeah. And, like, I am glad to have the friend the mom friends that I do have around because I'm able to ask this person like I'm not able to get through on this what are you doing to be able to get through on this Mm -hmm. what could I possibly do to help this situation or I'm able to give the advice that they need Mm -hmm. that can help them and so therefore I'm not going to be that person that's going to judge because your baby was bottle fed or your baby was breastfed I'm gonna tell you real quick my first kid Tristan I didn't even try to breastfeed at all he was in the NICU he was in the NICU for 10 days, and I didn't even try to breastfeed. I just, uh, formula was him. Mm-hmm. But with Ashton, 
I tried breastfeeding when he was born. Um, he couldn't latch very well, and but I pumped the whole time. I pumped for a year straight, exclusively pumping. Yep. And so, I mean, I'm not going to judge by no means from whichever way a fed baby is the best way, regardless. Girl, you pumping, it just made me think about... Where were we going? Oh, it was when we went out for New Year's, and I came in your house, and you're sitting in your bedroom. Doing my makeup at yes. my vanity. Look, I'm, I'm watching Laura, like, do her makeup. We're having a full conversation. I look down. She's got two pumps, just, like, full titties out. Pumps on her. Was it two? No, yeah, it was yeah. two. Both of her titties were pumping, and I'm just like, okay, like... Full conversation, didn't even realize it, and it was hilarious. And then Dylan starts to walk in there. I'm like, wait, no, Laura's titties are out. <laughs> it will make you very, very comfortable with a lot of things. <laughs> um, by the time that you've done popped out two and had everybody and their mama all up in your hoo-ha and seeing everything, because <laughs> let me tell you, the first one, Tristan, giving birth to him, everyone was outside my room because we didn't know that I was ready to push. Mm-hmm. Because they last checked me when I was six and a half centimeters. And that was when I got my epidural at that point. And they didn't come back and check me at all until all of a sudden, hi, something's going on down there. What's happening? Oh, you're ready to push. We got crowning. Yeah. No, it was, he was coming. Like I had to push right, like the doctor was walking in. Poor little Dr. Shulman was walking in and his little turtle self. And (laughs) I love him though. He's, he's the greatest. And, uh. He comes bebopping in, and I'm looking at him, and he's taking his sweet time getting all suited up for it. And I just look at him. I'm like, I need you to uh, somebody catch, because I've got to push now. <laughs> this baby's coming. You better put the catcher's mitt on there. Yes. <laughs> and then with Ashton, um, I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning in labor with him, and I didn't know that it was labor. I was just like, because I'm very skeptical. I'm not the person... I'm not going to go to the hospital over nothing. Like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to the hospital, this is going to be it. Mm-hmm. Like, he is coming if I'm going to the hospital. And I woke Austin up, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to go jump in the shower, and I'll let you know how I'm feeling here in a little bit. <laughs> and so I'm timing it because it woke me up, and it was five minutes apart. I'm in the shower for a minute, and it's still five minutes apart. I come out, and it's starting to get really uncomfortable, but it's still about five minutes apart. And I'm like, it's been about an hour. Okay, let's... Maybe it is time to go ahead and go on. And so I start blow drying my hair and Austin's uh, calling his mom. I had done called mine and then I start plugging up the straightener and Austin's looking at me like, what are you doing, woman? Are we going to the hospital or not? And I'm like, well, I mean, I kind of wanted to look nice. (laughs) And so we don't leave my house, guys, until six o'clock in the morning. I go into labor at three o'clock. I do not leave my house until six. We get at the hospital at 630 and I'm already, I was four centimeters at my last doctor's appointment and that was at 38 weeks and that was the day prior mm-hmm. and by the time that I get into the room I was already almost seven centimeters and so they were rushing trying to make sure that I had time enough to get the epidural and I about cut I was like mm-hmm. you were right there I was eight centimeters by the time they, they were able to come in and give me the epidural and honestly I think I could have done it without Mm-hmm. epidural because I was like a whole new human being after the birth but the only thing that really happened during Ashton's was my blood pressure bottomed out completely mm-hmm. 
And he had his cord wrapped around his neck, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't tight enough to send everyone into, like, a panic. But it was mm-hmm. just enough where the doctor was like, okay, well, we need to get it soft because it is around his neck. And then after that, it was really all that was done. It was just me, Austin, my mom, and my mother-in-law, Farah. And when the nurse that was with me, I love her to death. And if I have any more kids, I hope I'll get her. And... um it was just me and my mother-in-law in the room when all of a sudden it was time to push. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> my mom walked, or my husband walked my mom out somewhere, I think to get coffee or something. I don't remember. They walked out somewhere. And it was just me and my mother-in-law. And I ended up ready to push at that time. So, yeah, that, that happened. But it wasn't a whole group and maybe... And Dylan showed up right oh, yeah. after. And By the time I got there, it wasn't <laughs> long after. Laura's we like had fully just, dressed. Yeah, we just got moved into the new room. Mm-hmm. You were fully dressed, walking around. Like, I'm like, damn, Superwoman. Okay, <laughs> like, I see you. It was such a bad experience of the pregnancy. I was so sick in and out of the hospital. I was admitted in the hospital. And everything that we tried just was not helping. And... I, when I tell you, I felt like a whole new person. The oh, yeah, second, relief. Yeah, the second Ashton popped out, I was like a whole new person. And that was the thing. My nurse was, she was like, you need to take it slow. And I'm like, no, I'm good. Let's go to the bathroom. I got to pee. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, you were a freaking trooper, man. Like, that was insanity to me. I walk in and you're just like dressed, chilling, you know, up. I bring her a snack. You know, I brought her a, I think it was uh you brought me a little muffin. Yeah. It was a chocolate muffin. Yeah, I brought you a chocolate muffin. Yes. It was either a chocolate muffin or a chocolate cupcake, one or the other. I think. Was it? What's the place called? Uh, nothing Bunt Cakes. Yeah. Nothing Bunt Cake Cupcake. It was one of the big ones. Yes. Yeah. That's what I brought you. That's my favorite. Oh I my love God. that. Farrah got that for me last year for my birthday, and it was so good. Oh, they're so delicious. The chocolate. Bunt cake with the white drizzle mm-hmm. on it. Oh, girl, the red velvet's where it's at. I haven't tried the red velvet you, you yet. like red velvet? Mm-hmm. Okay, the red velvet cake. Oh, my goodness. It is delicious. I like red velvet a lot, though, because my favorite cheesecake from Cheesecake Factory is the red velvet cheesecake. Ooh, Cora made... She brought me a birthday kind of cake um, yesterday, and it was a plain cheesecake because this girl loves her plain cheesecake. It was a plain cheesecake, and the crust was brownie. What? Yes, and it was so good. Okay, see, now imagine you didn't bring me some. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good, but Cora, she, bless her, she can cook. So can you. The birthday cake you made for me was tits. You had to make, like, how many more? <laughs> well, I forgot to make Amber's, and I, I'm so sorry, Amber. Amber, she owes you. <laughs> I do, I do. I owe a birthday cake, a strawberry. It was a chocolate cake with cut-up fresh strawberries in the middle, and then on top it had a um, chocolate ganache that drizzled down, and it had a pile of strawberries on top. It was oh beautiful. God, it was so good, and I had multiple cakes. Like, multiple <laughs> cakes on my birthday. Again, weight gain. Um, <laughs> and yours, I ate yours first. Yours was gone. Yours was so good. And Destiny made me a cheesecake, and I fucking love Destiny's cheesecakes, but your cake was the first to go. Oh, yay! <laughs> so that makes good. my heart happy, though. It was delicious. 
Okay, now that we've talked about, you know, popping out babies and cakes. <laughs> like, where is this podcast going, guys? We don't know. You're along, we're along the ride with you guys, because we have no idea, you know, just take it as it is. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, it's going to be a little hectic. Laura's got, you know, a pretty stout, fruity drink, and I've got beer and tomato juice, so here we are. Hi. The cons. We'll go back to cons of quarantine. So, we've talked a little bit about sluggishness, like... Waking up in the morning and, like, you have toddlers, you know. And even when the boys are in school, I'll wake up in the morning and I'm like, hmm, I'm going to drink my coffee. Take my time. I'm, I'm going to take, like, an hour to drink my coffee. And then I get into YouTube videos. And then I just lay around and I'm just like, eh, I don't want to do anything. And then I don't shower until 3 o'clock in the fucking afternoon. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? I've never done that in my entire life. And, I mean, it's got to stem from not having anywhere to go. Like, I don't have a reason to get up and, you know, do my makeup and put a cute outfit on. I exactly. have lived in leggings and shorts and t-shirts mm-hmm. the entire quarantine. And I'm the same way, like... If I will probably stay in my pajamas unless someone calls me and tells me that they're on their way or I am working my jewelry business because I have to be in front of a camera for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've been the same exact way. Like, the days end up running together and it is just, there is no end in sight. Like, there is no light at the end of the tunnel, mm-hmm. so to speak. And it's, it's not to put the blame on anybody. There is no blame anywhere to put it. It's just, it, it just, it melts all together and it just becomes run on and Mm -hmm. never ending at that point you just don't have anything to look forward to yeah and you can blame it on vanity like you and I are both very like makeup and cute outfits Mm -hmm. and you know putting things together that make us feel confident like that is our niche that that's our home that's where we feel safe like Mm -hmm. we throw on a wing eyeliner and you know we can slay the cute outfit exactly and that's us like that's just that's how that's where our confidence stems from. It's just presenting ourselves in, you know, a way other than, you know, a messy bun and pajama pants and a baggy-ass t-shirt that probably has food or puke on it, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like baby puke, you know? So, and again, like, not everybody's like that. Not everybody has to, you know, put their makeup on to make themselves feel better. Some people just, you know, wake up in the morning, wash their face, and they feel better. There's actually a book that's called Girl, Wash Your Face, and it comes on as, like... Uh, stay at home it's I think it's a stay at home I, I, this is a book I've been wanting to read and I just haven't honestly found the time to mm-hmm. or just I haven't uh, it's been there it's one of those things that you know okay this is my checklist this is one of the things that I need to do and I've just never pushed myself enough to read it it's not that I hadn't found time it's just I haven't pushed myself enough to read it exactly but it, it's it's on this whole conversation of you know, you have to take care of yourself and Mm -hmm. just get up and wash your face. Exactly. There are so many things like your list, you know, I have so many things on my list. Like we record our podcast as well as YouTube videos in the basement of my house. Um, but I mean, we, we painted one wall, you know, like there are so many things like Dylan, my boyfriend and I bought this house in March And we moved in the weekend that the shutdown happened. Like, the weekend, like, everyone was, like, stay-at-home order. You know, Mm -hmm. Mama Ivy said, y'all got to stay at home. And that's when we moved in. Like, it took us four days just to get our power turned on. Just because Alabama Power wasn't going to anybody's houses, you know, to come Mm -hmm. out and turn on our power. So, there, I have a laundry list of things that I want to do. Like, laundry. 
speaking of, um, I want to completely revamp my laundry room. Like, this house was built in the 60s. I have a concrete basement. Like, there's so many. I want to floor the basement. I want to paint the basement. I want to organize a little more. I want to completely repaint and revamp my bathroom. There's my kitchen. Oh, my gosh. I have so much to do in my kitchen. And, like I said, a laundry list of things to do. Like, I have orders that I need to be working on for my tumblers. Mandy made it on Facebook. Shameless <laughs> <laughs> self-promo. Um, I have tumbler orders I need to work on. There are decals I need to cut out. Like, there are so many things that I need to do. Like, I need to call and make vision appointments. And I just have this entire list of things. And I've been in such a funk that it's so easy to just be like, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. Yes. And just keep pushing it off and never get to it. And I think that aside from, you know, board a meeting and stuff like that, that maybe that's probably the biggest thing that like made me open my eyes like you gotta stop doing this like mm-hmm. you gotta stop blaming quarantine stop using that as a crutch like get your motivation back like find yourself again and that's the biggest thing about doing the podcast thing and that's why like in the very very beginning the very first episode I was talking about uh, the most thing that I was excited about is going and doing and exactly. just I love coming over here and being able to do this but it's kind of a thing where it's still kind of the same where you're sitting at home and, yeah, you mm-hmm. get to talk about a little bit or whatever, but when you get to go out and do, you get to actually live in the moment. Exactly. It, it's a whole different mm-hmm. atmosphere. It's... <sighs> I can't wait for it's, us to go out, go to all of these locations and things like that. Because, I mean, even right now, like, you guys will hear Nami, like, okay... I have four dogs. They are my children. I love them with my life. If anyone hurt them, they would get shot. However, (laughs) like, you know, I have to be cognizant of the dogs barking in the background and people walking above us. Again, the house was built in the 60s, you guys. Insulation wasn't all there. Um, I have to be cognizant of people walking above us and, you know, like, okay, pause. Like, there's so much commotion going on. Like, we... I think that what... I speaking for both of us right now, I think that what we're most excited about is completely distancing ourselves from the same four walls and the mm-hmm. same group of people. Because I mean, you and I, we haven't quarantined ourselves from each other this entire time. Like we, we haven't spent- needed to. Our boyfriend or our boyfriends, my husband <laughs> and her boyfriend work together. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what goes on, we're still in a bubble together. Like regardless. Austin, you've been demoted. <laughs> <laughs> for now just for today you gotta make so it it's it would be the same thing like if we were recording from my house it would it, it would kind of just drag on like it's it's great and wonderful you know if you're in the dumps you know she knows that I would come over with the Ben and Jerry's if needed be or vice versa but to be able to physically remove both me and her is great for the mind itself Absolutely. And to be able to do something, separate ourselves from home life and be able to go and do something that is fun and exciting to us mm-hmm. and is completely our passion because we've been into this stuff since we were itty bitty. Oh, yeah. And to finally realize what we want to do, and it's taken a long time coming for us to realize, like, hey, this is what we want to do. Yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, Let's this. and it fits us perfectly because we can talk and talk and talk and talk and talk, but... To be able to know that we like the weird and unusual and strange things, and I'm not going to judge her for liking the strange and unusual, and she's not going to do that 
to me. Mm-hmm. Instead, we're going to be like, heck yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Is great. Mm-hmm. It's going to separate us from the monotony of everyday life in quarantine. You know, like yes. all of the YouTubers and all the podcasters, like everyone has episodes and everyone has videos talking about quarantine and the effect it has on them. And like, you know, we're talking about going to spooky locations and stuff like that. Just, you know, not being in our houses, but not everybody is into spooky like we are. And we understand that. I mean, go take a hike, go. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily have to be if you, you, you have to find your happy. Yeah. You have to. Even if it's just taking a drive, (laughs) like you have to distance yourself from, you have to take care of yourself mentally I guess and so in order to even live on to the next day and be able to take care of the next person you have to and I'm not a psychiatrist by any means but so many people confide in me people I barely know like I just had a little girl that I barely even know confide in me just a few days ago and I used to you know be a lot more conceited than I am now and I would think that you know I knew exactly what I was talking about but I have come to a place in my adult life that I realize that I am not a professional and I am an advocate for therapy for mental health like when I was 25 25 I was again bartending not in a good place whatsoever oh you had just gotten back home though oh yeah I my divorce was not even finalized yet yes I've been married before um, my divorce wasn't finalized yet. You know, I had this entire, you know. And that was the thing that people kept coming up to me and was just like, are you sure you're okay with what Mady's doing and all this mm-hmm. stuff? And I'm like, guys, y'all don't realize where her mind is right now. You need to let her do what she's going to do mm-hmm. and figure it out herself. Because I might can go and tell her like, hey, I don't think this is the smartest move. But she's not going to listen to me. She's got to figure it out on her own. And she's not going to let anybody tell her any different. I'm a doer just like you are. Exactly. <laughs> we have and to learn our own. we're yeah, we're going to make sure that I'm going to make sure that she's not going to hurt herself mm-hmm. in any form of fashion. As long as she's not doing that, she's fine. She's got to figure it out on her own. And she can say the exact same about me. Mm-hmm. The exact same. Yeah, it got so bad. I was in such a dark place mentally that my dad just like, it was a big old slap in the face. No, my dad did not hit me. But it was a big slap in the face and he was like, you're fucking your life up. Get it together. You know? Mm -hmm. And I went on this long trip to Vegas. You know, greatest place to go when you're mentally unstable. But I went to Vegas and I stayed with my friend Jackie and I went to Texas and I broke away from Jackie's house to go get a tattoo. But on my way to get a tattoo... I stopped and talked to my therapist in Fort Hood, Texas, and I hadn't been back, I hadn't been to Fort Hood since 2017, and that was a year after, it had been about a year since I had been there, and um, I stopped and I talked to who was my um, therapist for my marital issues, Um, and I talked to her, and I'm not going to go too deep into what we talked about, but it was just like a, something clicked, something Mm -hmm. clicked to me, and that's why I'm such a very big advocate for therapy and for mental health. And with this quarantine, like like I was saying earlier, so many people have confided in me, and I just I send them a link, you know, betterhelp.com, not sponsored, but betterhelp.com, like, go talk to somebody. It's cheaper. Like, people around here, they're like, I don't have the money for therapy, or I think therapy's a joke. And I'm like, no, you're dumb. <laughs> it's, it's not. Because, like, within the past year, me and my mom and – we have 
talk to each other and we can carry on a conversation for a long time. But within the last year, we have sat down and we had long talks. We've cried on the phone with each other of just personal stuff going on with my father and all of that. Just how to separate the issues and how to take something that happened 15 some odd years ago and be able to move on and be happy and let go. That has been the hardest thing is letting go. Mm -hmm. And when you finally can figure out how to let go, you're not going to fully let go. Let's just be 100% completely honest. You're not going to fully let go. But whenever you can look back and say, yeah, that happened, but, but it was a lesson. Yeah. And all of that. And I mean, we were full on to it. Like, we were each other's clutch. I mean, we still are. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. We still are. But we took the last year and was just like on the phone constantly, just going back and forth, just talking, getting all the stuff chest off, of, like stuff off of our chest. There were things that I've told her that I've never told her before and yada, yada, not going to divulge into that. But even if it's just to talk, call and talk to somebody, you need to talk to somebody mm-hmm. to be able to be happy, whether you need clarity and anything um because I'm a big person on that one too like and I've come to the last year and a half I have started removing myself in situations and try to think okay well maybe this person is thinking this way Mm -hmm. and not meaning it to come across this way and there's a reason behind why they're acting this way and all of that and it's it's been it's been an adventure for sure and I think right now we need it in ourselves more than anything. Yeah, we have to be our own biggest fans versus our own critics right now because I know we're getting deep into some, you know, mental health and things like that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're an advocate for therapy or if you'd rather just drink your problems away. You still have to do the things that are going to make you happy and you have to be a happier and healthier version of yourself. To, I mean, be able to cope with what's going on. I mean, yeah, it's... For me, like, I still go to Walmart. You know, I'll wear my mask and things like that. But I've not completely locked myself down. But, you know, I don't get to you know, go to the mall and, and, you know, like... Christmas You're quarantined Christmas. either way. Like, before quarantine even started, you were quarantined. Mm-hmm. Same here. So, it's... Like, it didn't change our lives completely. It just limited when we were able to go and do. It just limited at that point. Mm-hmm. But it even with the bare minimum limitations that we've been facing, like L.A. and places like that, they've such stricter, you know, oh, regulations. Yeah. Like, but with the very little limitations that we've had, like, it's taken a toll on us. Like, but with all of that being said, <clears throat> I have come to the point where I have had a breakthrough and I do know what steps I need to take to make myself a happier and healthier version, you know, because there are a lot of things that are out of my control that you're completely aware of um, that I, I can't really just, like, put my foot down and be like, okay, change this right now. I can't. But what I can change is, you know, a daily probiotic, you know. Mm-hmm. I can take a probiotic. I can take a metabolism booster. I can have a more strict diet. I can, you know have a workout regimen, I can do better skincare, so I feel comfortable with a full, you know, face of foundation on, and I can, I don't know, like, shop a little bit, you know, do some things for myself, so 
no matter what it is that's going to make you happy or make you a happier, healthier version of yourself, just figure it out. Figure out what you need to do for you because, if, like, that that's what I'm going to do personally for myself. Mm-hmm. And this, this, what we're doing right now, this podcast, and that was one of the, the pros of the... One of the biggest. Exactly. One of the biggest pros of the quarantine is, yes, we do have extra time and we can't, you know, go out on all the trips that we would like to go on however we can get together and we can vent and we have like one or two days a week where we can just talk about all the things like you guys don't always hear everything that we're talking about on air we don't cut the mics on until we're ready to talk about the topic for the night Mm -hmm. um generally we have our two hour conversations before the mics ever are turned on oh yeah and not only that it's the one of the biggest pros about it is me and Mandy if you know us in person you know how much just about of the same person that we are and how we are feeling that day the other one is feeling it I, if my mama didn't give birth to me I probably would have thought that I was Mandy's twin because of how much like we live just about the same life mm-hmm. and the telepathy is real like it we is. may not have been in the same womb but Like, I can read you better than... I can't Dylan. Uh Like, I can read you better than anybody on this planet just because we think so similarly. Like, we have the same freaking life. (laughs) I mean, we even, down to if we're fighting with our significant other, it is on the same day. (laughs) Like, that's happened, guys. And we're just like, was it... Did you fight on this day? Yep, we sure did. More than once. (laughs) More than once has that happened. (laughs) And... It has happened since the day that me and Mandy have met back in third grade, and it has continued Mm -hmm. until now, and it's still going on, and this is one thing that we could rely on each other on to say, okay, well, yes, this podcast is great and everything, but this is also a way for us to be able to see each other more. It was just because it was one of those things where it was being put off. Like, any time, like, we were planning anything, it got put off or anything like that. This just gave us more of a, okay, well, if we're going to do this, we have to do it on this day. We There's no if, answer, buts about it unless, you know, beforehand we know that we're going out of town. Like, this week, I'm going to a wedding. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be leaving out on Thursday, which, I mean, this is already going to be happening by the time this is released. So, um We're recording. Yeah, it's the day that we normally record. And I got with her beforehand and was like, hey, I'm going to be leaving on the day that we record. So on Labor Day Monday, let's use that time and Mm -hmm. we can just do it then. But it's given us a thing that we are able to look forward to and something that we can just really open up to each other. And because we were open before, but it, it gives us someone else besides the same couple of people that we always vent to to be able to mm-hmm. open up and just let everything out. But all with all that being said, like I feel from what I've witnessed, most every adult relationship is like that. Like mm-hmm. it's so easy to make plans and then something come up. Oh yeah. Or like I mean that's just life. Yeah, getting down on yourself in quarantine. Like this morning I tried to bail. <laughs> like I tried to bail out of recording and then I was like, no Mandy I reply back. <laughs> I reply back with, "Okay, well, um, I leave Thursday. Remember, um, 
I mean, I can come over after one of my lives, if that helps. But, uh, girl, we, we chicken. Yeah. We just have a couple of days. Well, what are we going to do? Yep. And I told, and I've already had this conversation with Laura, like, I appreciate her immensely for that. Because, again, with the breakthrough that I've had, um, I realized this morning that I... Going back to, you know, being in pain constantly. Like, yes, my stomach is killing me. My ovaries fucking suck. <laughs> um, and it is painful all the time. But I need to get back to a point where I stop relying on that to cancel my plans. Like, mm-hmm. And that's happened for so long now. Where mainly during quarantine where it's easy to just be like, oh, well, you know, I'd rather just sit here in my PJs. Like, no, Laura, like, kicked me in the ass and was like, she gave me the motivation to be like, no, you're going to be fine. Go take a shower. Wash your fucking face. You know? And see, and I get that way sometimes as well where it's like during the week and someone will try and come over and it's on a day. and it, it, I'm one of those, like, I like to have at least a whole day in advance before a person comes over. Yes. Like, let me know before. Don't tell me, like, when you're on your way. Don't do that to me. Mm-hmm. Don't do that to me because I'm going to, like, I'm going to go straight into panic mode. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I am going to go straight into panic mode. Um, but there have been days where I'll end up canceling plans like the day before because mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling it. Like mm-hmm. I'm in that, it's, it's a weird funk and it could be, you know, the female time of month or whatever you want to put it off on. But there are days that I have my own little and it, I can't even blame it on mm-hmm. as I don't have the same issues as you, but it's, it all stems from mental Exactly. Like, even, like, we all have different reasons for it, Mm -hmm. but we're all doing it right now. And if you're not, kudos to you. Like, tell me your fucking secret. But for me, like, mentally, I have told myself as of this morning, like, you get one day a month. You get one day a month, and that is the day your cycle starts and you can be miserable you can be in pain and you can cry you can be depressed and you can do all the things but you get one day a month to cancel your plans Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do my damnedest to stick to that like one day one day a month I'm going to cancel plans and then the rest of the month like I'm a big girl I can power through it like I went to fucking basic training you know I'll be all right if I can handle that I can handle endometriosis you know so that's what, those are the steps that I'm taking to try to be a happier, healthier me. Not only that, you're going to end up kicking yourself in the long run after, like, dang, I really should have done that. Exactly. It's, again, like. You only live one life. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about how it's so easy to just stay in pajamas all day and cancel your plans. But then later on in the week, I'm over here pissed off because none of my friends ever invite me anywhere and nobody's doing anything because we're all in fucking quarantine and there's nothing going on. And I'm just like, you dumb bitch. You just <laughs> had plans a few days ago that you fucking canceled. It's your fault, you know? <laughs> and not only that, there's like a whole, like when you cancel and then you're sitting there thinking like you're kicking yourself in the butt and there's a whole world to be explored. Mm-hmm. A whole world outside of your doors. You just have to open them up. You have to. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this has been a real good forcer of making that happen. A real good forcer. Mm-hmm. I have my uh, my pro list of... I have a pros and cons list of quarantine. And um, on my cons, I have sluggishness and weight gain and unhealthy eating habits and, you know, boredom eating, that type of thing. Late showering late or just completely shipping skipping showers for the day and just you know being gross 
um, emotional distress, cabin fever, you know, being locked behind the same four walls all day long because mm-hmm. we are stay-at-home moms. Like, that's what we do. We stay at home. Um, and longing for travel. Like, you and I are both, like, camping and travel-oriented, and we haven't been able to do that as much as we'd like to. And then my, my Which, pros, speaking of, because mm-hmm. Halloween's coming up, we're yes. camping. Yes, we at are. At Hill. Yeah, we're doing Tannehill. And Even we're doing the craft show. I was about to say, yes. And if they, if Tannehill does not do trick-or-treating, I found a bunch of stuff that we can, because we can still camp. They can't stop us from camping. Mm-hmm. Um, that we can do around the thing. And Farrah just bought this tent. And it is so soft. But it's a little easy up. It's not like, you know, you have your um, tailgating tents. It's not like that. Mm-hmm. This one is up and within less than five minutes. Um... But it can be like a tent during the day, and we can use it as a screen for a projector at night. That would be dope. Oh yeah, and dope. so we're planning all of this, and mm-hmm. yes. So what day? I'm is hoping the craft fair. The craft fair is on the 17th of October, so, so it's that weekend. We get five weekends in October, mm-hmm. so the 17th, we I got a call next on the 20. I have it in my calendar to go off mm-hmm. at the time that I have to call to be able to book the um spot for mm-hmm. us so we're going to be camping that weekend and then we'll have a weekend in between that weekend and halloween and then we have halloween weekend that we'll mm-hmm. be out there camping with the kiddos and all that and i'm really 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 hoping that we get that same spot that we got last year that was a perfect spot it was so perfect because we had three campers a motorcycle tent um which we're going to have just about the same this year. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have, sure uh, we'll have other tents. Yeah, we'll, we'll have, have mode, my camper. You know. We'll probably have two tents. We'll probably have Ferris tent that sleeps eight. And then my tent that sleeps four for mm-hmm. extra people. Um, but we had the best spot in my opinion, oh, because amazing. we were able to all group together in this big lot. And I mean, we just made it one big party for everybody and we had a blast. I have a plan first though, October 17th. Tannehill Ironworks. There is going to be like a craft festival type thing. Laura and I are going to have a booth. It's trade days, yeah. Yeah, trade day. Your uh, Laura's going to be selling paparazzi jewelry. It's amazing jewelry. If you ever see me with jewelry on, that's what I'm wearing. I have very sensitive skin, allergic to metals. Come check her out. And I will be in the same booth as her. I'll be selling hand-painted phone cases and tumblers and things like that because that's what I do in my free time. That's my safe haven as my craft room. But um, even if we are not able to do the trick-or-treating there, I do have an idea of something we could do for the kids. And this is branching off of hoping we get the same spot. I want to do, like, Halloween baskets similar to Easter baskets for the kids. Yeah. But we're going to hide them. Okay. And we're going to do an escape room. So, like, the little kids, like, Tristan will have easy, like, pictures. And we'll put, like, pictures on trees and things like that. And he has to follow the clues. But, like... For, like, Michael and Dakota, like, they're going to have a hard-ass escape room to try to find their Halloween basket. Yeah. So, that that's my plan. So, even if we can't do trick-or-treating, and that's something you guys can do with your kids. Like, this year is We're not canceling. Insane. We're, we are not canceling Halloween 2020. No. We're not doing it. We're not. It is not happening. You cannot take Halloween away. Halloween is inside, okay? It's like Christmas spirit. It is Halloween spirit. It lives on. It's <laughs> happening. You will not take it from me. Absolutely this is my season. It's not happening, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, even if we can't legally trick-or-treat, I want to do the basket thing. I think that would be so much fun, especially for, like, Michael and Dakota, like, following some hard-ass clues. Like, they got to fucking learn Morse code and shit. Not really, but that'd be cool. And that's yeah. something you could do with your kids. 
Like, of all ages. Like, And that is one of the things. This year, y'all take y'all's kids camping for Halloween. And because there are so many people, like right now, that they're setting up camp and starting to decorate now. Yep. And, I mean, these campers, guys, it is amazing. Oh, Tannehill is magical for Halloween. And if you're not here in Alabama... Do your research. Like, there are state parks and ironworks and campsites all over the place that do holiday, like, festive-type things. Exactly. You do not have to go into the same neighborhood that you go into every year to take your kid trick-or-treating. You do not have to do that. Mm-hmm. This is really fun. And you still get to take your kid trick-or-treating mm-hmm. uh, if they allowed that this year. But mm-hmm. still. Or hide their candy in the woods and make them go find it. Exactly. Like, whichever way, you get to walk around, you get to be one with Earth, you get to live in the nature for a moment and just relax and be. Yeah, go off grid. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about, like, state parks and campsites. No cell service. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite things. I like to go. I tell people, like, my important people, like Felicia, my daddy, Cody and Tara, I'm going camping. Be back on this day, and then I just go off grid, and it's especially great to go out when I go camping with you, because I have you, and, you know, we can go get drunk by a fucking fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I I taught her my um, cheap white girl way of getting drunk. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and this is how what I learned from my mother-in-law, guys. <laughs> Tell them. They need so, to know. <laughs> okay, you can do, my favorite thing to do it with is coconut rum, and because it just makes the drink taste a little bit more better in my opinion but you can do this with vodka you can do it with tequila whatever you want to do but you can take a water bottle drink a good bit of water out of it and then you're going to replace what you drunk with your said alcohol again i use coconut rum and then you can take your little mio i like fruit punch or crystal light or yeah as well you can do that or like whatever little flavoring that you like the best mine is the fruit punch and um you just mix it together, and the coconut rum, guys, makes the fruit punch, like, taste immaculate. Oh, my, oh God, my it God, it is so good. But it can get, it can sneak up on you. Because yes. it tastes, it, it yes. tastes so good. It fucking does. The first time you <laughs> gave it to me, Dylan was trying to make a campfire meal. The campfire was not in a condition in which a meal could be cooked on We were it. doing, they, he was doing it over a fire pit. Yes! <laughs> it wasn't even a campfire, it I was know. a fire pit! And we didn't have the things for it, and people were stoking it wrong, and it was just a whole debacle. So I go into the camper, because we have a little vintage camper that we have completely revamped. Thank you, Jeffrey. Hunter at Storyteller Overland. I love you. Um, thanks to him, we have a propane stove and oven in our camper. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to use this hoe for the first time. Like, And I'm cooking inside and all the shit Dylan's trying to cook still raw. And I'm just over here mixing drinks and bringing it to her. bringing me drinks and I'm drunk. I'm surprised we still have a camper. By the way, there was like 12 other adults and all the little itty bitties were asleep. Okay. Yes, everybody was asleep. We're this responsible. doesn't ha- Yeah, this doesn't mm-hmm. happen while they're awake. Like, no, 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 no. So, please. <laughs> <laughs> we are responsible parents. <laughs> yes, we are. We definitely are. Yeah, that was, that was insane. But those, with that being said, those drinks will sneak up on you. But that shit is delicious. I have a water bottle. I am looking at it That right was now. the first thing that she asked me whenever I got here was like, did you bring your Mio stuff? And I was like, girl, no. The first time I've come over here and I did not bring it with me. She's laughing today. So. I did. But, you know, what I'm drinking right now 
is your lemon citrus, citrus, citrus vodka. the citrus vodka and 7-Up. Now, that can be dangerous, too, because all it does is just makes the 7-Up taste a little bit more lemony. Lemony. Yep. Le- lemony. <laughs> lemony. <laughs> lemony snicket. And I'm drinking a light beer with tomato juice because I'm an old man at heart. <laughs> and it's bushes. Listen. <laughs> It's not my fault. Dylan bought the bullshit. I'm a Bud Light girl, okay? <laughs> Dylan sends Joshua Dre to the store for actually Courtney. Actually, Josh's girlfriend Courtney brought the beer and she, Dylan was like, get Bush Light. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I like Bud Light. Bush Light is cheaper, but if you mix any beer with tomato juice, it's good to me. So I can't complain too much. I just can't drink tomato juice. I mean, like I can, I I can do like tomato soup and you know your your toast and what about I just, Bloody Marys. I don't do Bloody Marys, what? dude. See, that's what. Okay, so I love Bloody Marys. Whenever I lived in Texas, there was a place called Pluckers. They give you huge fucking Bloody Marys. So you have celery, you have pickled okra, you have olives, you have a big ass skewer with like wings and fried pickles and shit on it. It's a meal. Okay, it's a whole ass appetizer and an alcoholic beverage. So, I used to drink those all the time. I'd go with my tattoo artist, Rich, who also designed our logo. Kudos to you. Love you, Rich Warpack. War? Fucking A. (laughs) (laughs) Rich Warpig Reynolds on all social medias, including his website. I love him. But we used to go to Pluckers all the time. And I would get the Bloody Mary. So, then I'm like, going through the gas station. I see Bud Light Clamato. And I'm like, hmm, that might be good. I'll try it. Fell in love with it. And then, uh... Dylan's someone his mom used to know used to put but or fucking a used to put tomato juice in all his beer. I was like, yeah, I want to try it, and I've been hooked since. And my daddy told I told my daddy like that I had been doing it. He's like, yeah, my dad used to do that. See, I need to. I've never been a bartender a day in my life, but. However, you mix the fuck out of some drinks. I do. So good. (laughs) I need to make you my um, lemon drops. I love lemon drops. They're so good. They're so good. But margaritas are my weakness, guys. Like, there was one time that me and Austin went out to eat. We did not have the kids for the night. We went to Guadalajara, Little in Leeds, and he didn't want any margaritas that night. So I ordered a picture, and the lady asked me, so two glasses? And I looked at her and said, no, just one for a picture. A full pitcher of margarita. And she looked at me. She said, okay, well, I'm just going to bring two just in case he decides that he wants one. I said, you go ahead. But he he said he don't want any. And I'm going to drink the whole pitcher. Watch. <laughs> I did. The she whole pitcher. The whole thing. <laughs> fucking champ. <laughs> See, margaritas are not my... My my weakness. My weakness is a lemon drop or like a Vegas bomb. I fucking love Vegas bombs. Amber turned me on to those. Actually, I'd never had a Vegas bomb until Amber was like, "Here, try this." I have not had a Vegas bomb in a long. What time. even is a Vegas bomb? So it's this shot. I can't remember if it's. I want to say it's Jaeger, but it's Jaeger and it's Red Bull. Mm-hmm. And they take the 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 shot. No, that's it down. a Jaeger bomb. Vegas bomb. Oh yeah, is that crown, is Jaeger bomb. Is it not? It could be crowned. I, I think know. it's I have I have to fucking Amber. What is a Vegas bomb? Amber's texting me right now. I guess I could just ask her. <laughs> I'm gonna. We're gonna phone a friend. Okay, guys. But, oh my god, I can't do Jaeger anymore though. That it, it tastes like the time I almost died. It tastes like the time I almost died at Amber's house. I can't do it. 
Oh, another weakness of mine is a Grateful Dead. See, I'm not... A, okay, I've never had a Grateful Dead. I made thousands of fucking Grateful Deads at the sandbar because that's all... Liquid marijuana and Grateful Dead is all anybody ever wanted. I have not tried either of them. Okay, so there are only a select few people that can make a Vegas... Oh, not a Vegas bomb. A um, Grateful Dead. And it tastes so good. One is Val... She is the one that ran Moody Blue. Mm-hmm. Her daughter, Serena. Mm-hmm. Her other daughter, um, Adrian, mm-hmm. And her son, Barry. They all can make a awesome... Um, why did my mind just go blank? Uh, Grateful Dead. That thing. <laughs> and then there's one other person. And, uh, and his name just left me. But I bragged on him. He's at Vans. Um... I think we're going to have to change the name of this episode to Quarantine Talk, hashtag also, or relatable, some kind of fucking relatable content. It's just Also ways to get you talk. drunk. Yeah. Quarantine <laughs> but, uh, Talk, also alcohol. Yes. <laughs> so there was a night that we went to Vans, and it was me. I left the campsite with Shelly, and I love Shelly to death. And she started mixing those drinks before we even left the campsite. So we were camping. My mother-in-law kept the boys. And me and Shelly left, went back to her house, and we were getting ready. And we probably had about four drinks before we even got. And Shelly can, you think I can mix some drinks? Oh, Shelly can make you some drinks. Is she the one who does the, the big drink? Yes. The so le- the one that we... Uh, She's the one that makes the, um, why is every name leaving me right now? The, uh, did it, uh, Sonic Juice. That's what it's yeah, called. And it yeah. is so good. I still have to try it. You yes. told me so much about this Sonic Juice. Shelly, I need Sonic Juice. Fucking hate. I need <laughs> it Sonic Juice. It is so juice. good. Um, <laughs> so this girl, she can, this woman, she can make some drinks, let me tell you. So we were already feeling it by the time that we got to the uh, bar. And Austin and his best friend, Philip showed up later on. And I was already, like, on drink number seven at this point, guys. Three sheets to the wind. <laughs> and I ended up running into Mavie's cousin, Kayla, who I also grew up with. Was very, very, very close with, and her and her husband were there. They were a kid-free night, and all I remember is I was dancing a lot. I had a lot to drink, and then I got toted out. Philip toted me out. Oh, both of you were hammered that night. Kayla sent me yeah. a selfie like, oh my gosh, guess who I ran into? Yeah. <laughs> Philip had to tow me out, and I ended up throwing up in Taco Bell parking lot because, you know, you can't never have a sober night and, or non-sober night and not have Taco Bell. Just oh, not yeah. possible. No. And so I asked for Taco Bell. We pulled up. I said, hold on a second. Open up the door. Threw up. And I said, all right, I'm ready for my tacos. <laughs> See, okay. So I'm a recreational drinker, but it's very, very, very rare. So pretty much the last, like, 12 times I've drank has been with you. Yeah. Like, there have been very few occasions in which I've just drank here. And I'm not I'm, I'm not a big drinker, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but when no. we do, like, okay, so Laura and I get drunk. And when we get drunk, we want to dance. And I think that, that Dylan and I have had so many conversations about the fact that I miss going out and dancing, like, 
that is one of the worst things about quarantine because I just want to go let loose, drink, and dance and come home dripping in sweat, full belly of Taco Bell, puke, go to bed. Like, I cannot wait to be able to go out and have another super fun night. Like, Josh and Joshua Dre and I call it a sidebar night, you know, or a, or a fucking smoking moose night. All of my Aniston people who's ever been to the smoking moose. Didn't they close that down though? Yeah, the moose is gone. Yeah. Yeah, the tiger went and the moose went. But there is a haunted tour at the Peerless. Yeah, I'm the one that invited you to that. Ellen. Yeah. Yes. Um, it was a brothel. So, you guys, check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, what day is it? November 1st. November 1st. There is a haunted tour slash ghosty hunt type thing at Peerless, the bar in Aniston. And if and- you would like to hang out with Laura and I, we are... Most we'll be there. Likely going to be there. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, all the prices for the tickets is going to be going to a good cause. It's going for the Alzheimer's awareness thing that they have going on. All the, all that's going to go to that. So mm-hmm. it's also for a great cause. Um, but it will be very, very fun. Ellen, the one that invited me to it, she said that I knew that you love the spooky and I wanted someone to be able to because she was like, if you're going to go, I was going to go, oh, yeah. but not unless you were going to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to so. do a whole girls' night, so if you want to come say hi, we'll be there. <laughs> this is what I have been waiting for, just sitting down and having a conversation. Let's close it out. Go ahead. All right. So, guys, we're going to do a spooky story over on our YouTube channel. So, this is this episode here that you're listening to is strictly just for Spotify and iTunes. So, if you would like to do both listen to our Spotify, iTunes podcast, and watch the YouTube video this week, it will not be the same. So, you will get different content on both. Mm-hmm. Um, so, after you get through listening to this, if you would like to stay in the spooky, go check that out. And if you do like that, if you like the division of content on... If you are both a watcher and a listener, like, just let us know, and we'll try to do that more in the future, have two totally different topics. Yeah, because I think the spooky stuff is great for just the visual part, Mm -hmm. and then we can really touch on the topics of other things. Yeah, telling, this is more for conversation and telling stories, I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm perfectly content with that. Yeah, go check out our YouTube video, it's going to be completely different this week. So, no excuses, no repetitiveness. Um, It's uh, Let's Get Illuminati on YouTube. Check out our Instagram, Illuminati underscore podcast. And if you want exclusive bonus content, as well as early episodes for the podcast, as well as the YouTube videos, then head over and check us out on Patreon. Let's Get Illuminati there. We're there. Um... All of our socials will be listed. Uh, we also have our own Instagram account separately from the uh, Let's Get Illuminati. Mm-hmm. If you would like to follow us there, we're there. And we also have a Twitter account. We have the Let's Get, Let's Get Illuminati Twitter, and then I have a Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Mandy doesn't, but I do. <laughs> Mandy does not Twitter. The only Twitter I do is I have the Let's Get Illuminati account, and I keep a watch on that, and I click on Twitter when Jeffree Star posts something. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much it. So, yeah, check us out there. Um, If you have any stories that you would like to shoot us, like there, we, I have been learning a lot about stories in the last couple of days 
that are close by, yeah, Yeah. that not a whole lot of people know. Mm -hmm. So if you have a story, send it to us. DM us and send it to us, and we'll go over it and see if it's podcast-worthy. We'll discuss it, and you might just see your story that you sent us up on Mm -hmm. here, and we'll give you, you know, the props. We'll tag you down below somewhere and, like, hey, this person sent us that. You know, just shoot us something. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. I've got, like, a whole list that I got over the weekend. And I'm like, dang, okay. Absolutely, yeah. If you guys have anything you want to ask us, like, I would love to do a questions video. Yeah, we should um, do that one week. Just Or a podcast, like, answer people's questions. If there was anything that we lightly touch on that you would like to us to talk about more in depth, let us know. Mm-hmm. If you want more stripped-down versions of us where we just sit and we hang out and we talk about real-life shit, let us know. Because this is these are our conversations on a daily basis anyway. Yeah, it so really is. If you guys would it's... like to be included, let us know. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for listening to us. We love you guys. Bye, guys. Bye.